Grace and peace from God, our Father, and Lord, and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for tuning in to the Power to Change Ministry podcast. And my name is Reverend Alvin Lewis, and I will be your host for today. I pray you have had a wonderful week in the Lord as I have had. And I am grateful to God for allowing us to be a part of this day, another new masterpiece. So today we're going to uh, look at Romans chapter 6 verses 1 through 14 and the title of this teaching is I don't live there anymore. So without further ado let's start with a word of prayer and let's get into this lesson. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we want to thank you for this day that you have made, that we're able to rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Father God, for all of the challenges that we may face, because it just shows one more time how great and awesome and powerful you are. Help us to walk by faith and not by sight, O Lord. Help us to always look to you, O Lord, for the answer to whatever we may be facing and any question that we may have. Lord, we need to be totally dependent on you. And we know if we do that, that you will lead us on the path of righteousness. And that we will, at some point, we will reach you in glory. So, Lord, I pray for the whole world, oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus. It's a lot of things going on, Father God, but it's nothing too big for you. We trust and believe, oh, Lord, that. You're allowing things to happen for a reason, and we're looking for your answer. We're looking for your how, how you want us to see what is happening, oh, Lord. We just thank you right now that we can depend on you, that we can feel confident and comfortable knowing that you have everything under control. In your son Jesus' name I pray, amen, and thank God. So we want to look at Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 14. And the title is, I don't live here anymore. Now I'm going to read 1 through 14 in its entirety, and then we're going to move into the various verses. Now I'm planning on doing this whole session, but I'm not sure. Um, when I was doing my observation, or I should say my, my discovery, uh, it looked like it, it, it might be more uh, that's here for more than one session. But it could be one because it's really one issue, or I should say one message that's being displayed here. And, and, it's, and it has to do with something that we need to be focusing on so that we can make the right choice. So let's get into this lesson. Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 14. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, 
even so we also shall walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we should be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should serve, we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead, dieth no more, death have no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. All right, so I've just read for you Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 14. And as I said, uh, our uh, title for this teaching is I Don't Live There Anymore. Now, when I was a kid, I remember my family and I, we moved um, from one apartment to another, and then subsequently they purchased a home. And I remember that my mother and my um, my stepfather had us, had me, to uh, pack up my things. And what they wanted me to do was they wanted me to put my things in the boxes and they wanted to give a brief description of what was in the box and put my name on it and then tape it up. And uh, they had uh, a location where they wanted me to put the box. So when we arrived to our new home, then I would go get my boxes with my name on it. And I knew what was in the box because I could look at the, the brief description on the box. And it made it easier for me to unpack my uh, things once I reached the, uh, the new home. When I got in my room and I set it up, you know, I could, I could put things back where they came from because I, I knew what was in the box. And that's what happens in the natural when you move, when you move from one place to another. You pack your stuff up, you take it with you, and you unpack it, and you start living in that new location. But when we're talking about a spiritual move, and we are leaving our place of being active servants of sin, and we're going to be living in Christ and we will be serving God according to his righteousness, we're not going to bring any of that old stuff with us. 
There's no, there won't be a need to pack up anything. I don't have to label any boxes. I don't have to do any of that because when I get to the new place after I have accepted Jesus the Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I take, you know, take the path that God the Father has has made for any and everybody who want to get back in the right relationship with Him. You don't bring anything with you because all that old stuff is is left behind. Now, it still exists and you do remember it and you it might even try to tempt you to come back. But as you grow in the knowledge of God and you really come to a place to understand and appreciate what God has done for you through Jesus the Christ and his completed work on the cross, you now are armed and dangerous and ready to fight for the value of your new place because you see that it is worth more than the old place where you used to live and where you used to serve. So this is what this scripture is about. And this is why the title of this scripture is I don't live there anymore. I, we, we have a new place to live and that is in Christ. Now, Romans 6, 1, it says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Now, we see here, Paul, he wrote this letter to the Roman church, and he was dealing with uh, different situations. Um, but at this time right here, we're talking about uh, grace abounding through us continuing to sin. And that is... Uh, I guess is a response or it reflects uh, Romans 5.20, which it says, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abound, abounded, grace did much more abound. So it would make no sense for me to think that I'm going to help God be more and be better by doing something that he don't want me to do. That, that, that doesn't make any sense, you know. But we see here in verse in Romans 5:20 that what the law uh, or I should say the offense was was doing, God covered all of that. Um, we had looked at um, the, the, the commandments, uh, I mean I should say the law of Moses when I had we had a, the last lesson. when you look at the law of Moses, we see what came in, through the disobedience of Adam. Now, I think if Adam knew that all of that and some other things, you know, would come in, maybe he wouldn't have chose what he what he chose. Maybe he just thought it was just simple and it, and, and, it, and one, it wouldn't affect the rest of humanity, which it affects us. That's how we became sinners through the, the, uh, the decision and the action of Adam, um, as well as what is included with that choice? They got evicted out of the Garden of Eden, him and his wife, Adam and Eve. You know, they got evicted out of the out of the garden. And here we are. So sometimes we don't realize that the decision that we make, it will have consequences that can stretch farther than we can imagine. Um, it can have us in a situation where we have to deal with a penalty that we don't want to deal with. And we might even feel like it's not even fair that we have to have to handle it. But nevertheless, 
This is what come with it. So here in 6.1, it, you know, it's, it's asking a question. It said, look, I, can I just continue to sin so grace can, can, can get better and it, it can be bigger and stronger? And the answer to that is no. No, it's not, it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Because if God, God has made it clear that of what he want and what he don't want, and he's not vacillating back and forth, you know, as, as someone who can't make up, up his mind. He already know he's it's solid. You know, he ain't changing. So it's up to us to uh, ask ourselves, do we want to stay where we are and be a servant of sin? Because you can do that. You have the choice to say, all right, you know what? I don't I don't want to change. I don't want to I don't want to do anything different. I want to stay right here. I'm enjoying myself. I don't see anything wrong with it. I'm not hurting anybody. It's my life. I should be able to live it the way I want to live it. And you are correct. But it really isn't your life because it belongs to the Lord. But he gives us space and through the free will so we can do what we want. But at some point, we're going to have to give an account of our actions uh, in this on this earth in, in time. So that's when we have to uh, pay our debt. And if we receive what our father has given us through Jesus the Christ, then we don't have to pay that debt. We don't have to deal with the wrath. Now, let's let's look back a little bit in the Old Testament. I want to look at when Israel was coming out of out of Egypt. And I want to look at Exodus 12, 39. It says, they, and they baked unleavened cakes of the dough, which they brought forth out of Egypt. Well, it was not leavened because they were thrust out of Egypt and could not tarry. Neither had they prepared for themselves any vesticles. All right. Now we find out that after the 10 plagues that God had placed on Egypt, when he brought Israel out after being in Egypt in bondage for for over 40 years, 400 years. I'm sorry. All right. They had been in they had been in bondage. So now. We find that the moment comes where God is bringing them out. And when God is bringing them out and when he bring them out, you know, you get the, the Passover established where the blood is on the doorpost. And then they're coming out with unleavened bread, which the leaven is, is symbolic for sin. So he is bringing them out and, and they are being protected by the blood of the lamb so that when the death angel come comes over because the last plague is the kill of the firstborn children. All right. So they will be spared that. So we find here that when you look at that, God is showing us how he wants things done. Okay. He is specific then and he is specific now. And it is accuracy that God has given us to show us how we can get back in the right relationship with him, how we can stay on the right side of him, how we can avoid the wrath of God so that we won't have to suffer it. So we see here the Lamb of God was uh, on the doorpost, was was keeping um, the Israelites as they were being thrusted out of Egypt on their way to the promised land. Same thing with us. If we accept Jesus the Christ as our Lord and Savior, then we will not have to deal with the wrath of God. And now we can be in the place of power, the place uh, of anointing and the place of God's love, which is in Christ. 
And now we're, we're able to live a life in time according to an eternal system of guidance. Okay. So now when I looked at that, I said, wow. I said, God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is not changing his mind. And that's the reason why I went to the Old Testament to look at that, just to see. See, God is specific. If they didn't put the blood on the go on the on the doorpost, they would die. Now, if they would have sat there when they had yeast in the bread and waiting for it to rise, then they would have perished. But God gave them specific instructions. And he said, come on out of there. Now, it wasn't only just Israelites that were coming. It was it was a mix. It was a mixed bunch. It was more than that. You know, when you do the research on it, you'll see that it was more than just Israelites coming out of there. You see, so you he got through that is showing me that his love is for everybody. His love is for everybody. Now, it doesn't matter your sin except for the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. See, God is not going to make an allowance for me or he's not going to make me a, a go around for me as a liar or a thief or a whoremonger, or a fornicator, or a homosexual. He, he's not going to make a, a go around for me because I want to continue doing what I'm doing because I feel like I'm doing the right thing. No, it's not going to happen. I have to ask myself, do I want to stay here? Okay, do I want to stay here? Or do I want to leave? Now, if I want to leave, now let's look at 1 Corinthians 5, 7. It says, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened, for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Now, now this is telling us that you can't bring your old stuff in here, but you are welcome to come. It's like when I told you in my introduction, I said, yeah, when I moved as a kid, I had to put my stuff in a box, give a put a brief description on the box and put my name on it and then close the box up and then take the boxes and put it to the designated area where they had the boxes. So as as we started moving, you know, it, there was some order in the in the transition. I don't have nothing to pack when I'm going to Christ. I'm, I'm just going by faith. That's it. I, I'm just leaving. God going to do all of it. He gonna get, he, he's going to create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit. You know, and, and as we move on in the lesson, we're going to see that we're going to partake in it symbolically in the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And, and if we believe that Jesus came, lived, died, was buried and resurrected, then we're going to be, uh, we're going to uh, receive and, and participate, I should say, receive and be able to have access to the things of Jesus the Christ. Also, 1 Peter 1, 15 and 16, it says, But as he which have called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. Now, when you look at that word holy and you understand it, it, it sets an atmosphere. It is it is it is it is a, a atmosphere of perfectness that is only found in our Father, which is in heaven. It, you cannot find those attributes anywhere. So when God gives us the ability to be holy as we accept the gift of Jesus the Christ and we allow ourselves to go through the process that has been put in place by our Father, and He is specific. 
and, and, and accurate on how he wants done, then we will be holy too. But it's nothing that we can do ourselves. And it, and it is a, an atmosphere, atmosphere of an eternal perfectness. You know what I mean? It's powerful. It, 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 it gives you a different focus. It, it helps you to uh, see things differently. Your, your, your aim for things is different. So it, it is just a change that is nothing like where you came from. You know, that's why we say here, I, I don't live there anymore. You know, you, you moved. You got out of there. So if somebody come looking for you in that old place, they're not going to find you. They're they going to see that, oh, wow, he's not here or she's not here. Now, Romans 6, chapter 2, verses 4 says, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? All right. Now we're going to unwrap this thing. OK, now it says, know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized in in into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So we find here, um, verse 2, it, it, it answers the question of what uh, verse 1 is talking about, uh, asking us, you know, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? So we call ourselves helping God by continuing to walk in unrighteousness and continue to be an enemy of God and, and, and to continue to stay in a condemned state, you know, and not receiving the gift of God through Jesus the Christ, which is life, you know, and, and, and life in Christ. So it says, it says, God forbid, this is verse two, Romans six, two, how shall we? All right. It says that are dead to sin live any longer therein. So it is telling us and it was asking us a question. Said, How could you do that? He said, he said, no, ye not. All right. Now it's going into to give you an understanding that you must have more knowledge of God. You know, you must have more knowledge of what he wants and what he expects. You must have. That's what the law came in. The law came in to give an understanding of what sin was. So God wants us to grow in the knowledge of him, his things, ourselves, uh, situations, circumstances. He wants us to know him, you know. So here he is saying and, and Paul is saying, know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. So I have mentioned before in le lessons past that baptism is symbolic, uh, symbolic of us um, partaking of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus the Christ. So when we change our minds and we decide we want to give our, our life back over to the Lord, we are deciding right now we're going to pick up our cross and, and we're going to do what's necessary so that we can fulfill what the what our father would have us to fulfill so that we can be justified and we can be um, sanctified and, and consecrated for his his will. So now we don't have to do that. But Jesus is doing. But symbolically, we're doing it. So now when you go into the water. You're going to find that that is we are now in the grave with Jesus. And when you come out of the water, that is the resurrection. 
Okay, so now you're coming up out of the grave with Jesus. All right. And now you're going to live a, a, a new life because you don't live where you used to live because you died to that. That was a servant of sin. You you no longer is work walking on the path of unrighteousness. You no longer is giving your limbs and your body, your mind, your money to the work of the adversary. That's all dead. And see, all of this has to be by faith. You must understand that because nobody got on the cross but Jesus. All right. Nobody got in that tomb but him. Nobody was raised by the father and he got up with all power in his hand but Jesus. Okay. But God is showing us that we are partakers of that as well through baptism. So now, how am I going to continue to sin so that grace, that free gift, which is Jesus, can abound more than sin? Because I want I want grace to continue to be to be strong and overtake sin. So I'm going to keep on sinning so that I can watch grace take it over. No, because it's already one and done. Jesus did it one time and, that, and that's it. It says, therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from dead by the glory, that's the power of the father. Even so, we also should walk in newness of life. So God has given us a new address and we don't have to take anything with us. You know, just faith, just believe it. That's all. Just believe it. And now start your process of knowing him, knowing who you are. Knowing the, the things, uh, the, the tricks of the adversary, understanding the love of God that has came to us through Jesus the Christ. So we, we want to grow in that. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 21 and 22, it says, Now he which established us with you in Christ and have anointed us is God, who have also sealed us and given the earnest of the spirit in our hearts. So now we can receive the Holy Spirit. So when we receive the Holy Spirit, now we, we're going to get a different view of things. We, we're going to approach things differently. We, we're going to be able to see things the way God sees things. We, we're going to have intimacy with our Father, which is in heaven, through the Holy Spirit. We now got access. We're, we're in that holy place now. And, and because he has made us holy and, and fit to be in his presence, there was nothing we could do. And it wasn't so much the baptism. Now, the baptism is symbolic and, and, and it, it helps us to understand the connection that's being made with our father, which is in, which is in heaven when we uh, surrender and we get baptized. All right. So we find ourselves that God is doing it. He's doing it all because he 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 is incarnating himself into Jesus, the Christ, uh, redeeming the world back to himself. So God is in control here and, and he's always been in control, but he gives us the ability to have free will. And sometimes we we don't want his control. That's what Adam showed us. He wanted to be self-reliant instead of being uh, uh, dependent on God when he made the wrong decision to be in disobedient. Now, James 2.17, it says, even so, faith, if it has no works, is dead being alone. So now when I am in Christ, I am going to start producing righteous fruit because I am planted 
in an anointed place and I am planted in a place, a holy place, which is in Christ. And now I am going to produce righteous fruit. I'm going to be doing things that the father, our father wants me to do according to my purpose of why he has created me, sustained me. And, and, and then he is going to redeem me one day, meaning that I will die because he, he is, he has redeemed me through Jesus the Christ. That is, that is the spiritual redemption that he's given. But I am going to leave this place, this body, and, and I am going to meet my father, which is in heaven. That's where I want to live. I want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. All right. So we find here that we have to walk by faith and not by sight. Because all that I have described to you, nobody has ever seen Jesus. Nobody ever seen the cross. We didn't experience the crucifixion. We didn't experience him being in the tomb. We didn't experience him being resurrected. But we believe the Bible, the word of God to be true. So we accept it. As so, and, and and that's by faith, and we believe it. So whatever the word says, that's what we say, that's what we believe. And when the word says that by baptism we are partaking in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus the Christ, and we now have a newness of life, we believe that by faith. And now we are we're on our way to be all that God has intended that we would be according to his desire for our life. Okay, now, first John three and six. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth have not seen him, neither know him. So, all right, we're going to go back to the original question, which is in six one. We're going to look at six one and says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? So, no, we're not going to do that. So it says here in uh, um, 1 John 3, 6. Now, if we abideth in Christ, that's where we live. That's our new address now, in Christ. That's where I live, move, and have my being, in Christ. That's where all the power that I need and all my needs going to be met, in Christ. Anything I want to know, I'm going to find out. While I'm in Christ, I'm going to stay in there. Okay. So if I'm in Christ, I'm not sinning because if I'm sinning, I can't stay in Christ. But God is mercy. It is, it, it, it is, it, it is plentiful. I could ask for forgiveness and I could be restored. But see, nobody want to play those musical chairs. That's why we got to make sure that we pay attention. Now, 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So you got to pay attention. You can't be puffed up. You know, you got to guard it. Guard your heart with all diligence. You got to, you, I mean, because you in a fight and the, and the adversary and, and, and the adversary will work through the familiar things that pertain to your life. So it, it is not the same thing that would cause me to, uh, to slip, will cause you to slip. Now, it's the same one, an adversary, but you want to know what, what is your adversary? What, how, how is it going to show up in your life? What is it that you have a problem with? How are you going to do, uh, um, where, where are you going to be fighting at? 
You know, what, what, you know, where's your tax coming from? You know, I had, I, one brother that I know, um, now I don't have permission to mention his name, but if he hear this, he'll know what I'm talking about. He had wrote something on Facebook and he was saying that, um, he was, he had, uh, a problem with, um, I believe it was forgiving people and, and moving on, you know? And it takes a big person to admit that, that this is what I'm having a problem with. Some people will ignore it and just try to blame everybody else and say, no, nah, it ain't my fault. It's their fault. But when you are in Christ and you know that you need to um, set the example for all those who may be watching you, then you got to do the hard things. And that is forgiveness. And if you can get reconciliation, that's a home run right there. Because now you are doing what your father is doing with you. He, he is forgiving you and he's restoring you. And not to a second class citizen, but we're getting restored to sons and daughters. Now we, we can participate and receive part of, you know, we join heirs, you know. So we, we, can, we can receive the gifts of God. So we find here, but we have to pay attention. Once you get baptized, you get saved. All right, now it's over. No, it's just starting. The fight is hot and heavy now because the enemy don't want you over there. He wants you to come on back over to where you were living. He said, come on back over here. Your place still available. You know, matter of fact, we'll have a big party tonight. I'll drop the rent. You don't have to pay rent for the first six months. No problem. You come on, just come on back. You know, so you got things that try to entice you and tempt you to come on back and do the things that you were doing. But you got to maintain your position in Christ. Don't allow yourself to be drawn out by your lust. See, because we, we're responsible for that. Don't think, oh, yeah, the enemy is busy. Yeah, he busy, but you, you busy, too. You busy choosing the wrong things. You busy not paying attention. You busy not spending enough time with the Lord and, and, and becoming stronger in your spirit, you know, as well as understanding more about what God has done for you through Jesus the Christ, looking at the love of God and see how awesome and powerful it is, you know, so that now you can say, you know what, I got something here that I really got to protect. This thing here, the love of God, oh man, this thing is powerful, you know. God, he has forgotten all that I have done and has restored me back in the right relationship as a son or a daughter. And now I have access to the things of God, the exclusive things of God. Oh, man. Yeah, I need to protect that. Yeah, I got favor now. Yeah, I, I got some stuff that I didn't have before. And see, God is merciful. And sometimes we think just breathing is enough or maybe we got a few things here in the earth, some perishable stuff, you know, because cars get old, houses get old, you can lose them. You know what I mean? All kinds of stuff can happen to these things, you know. But when you have an eternal gift, oh, my God. See, time can't touch that. Nobody can steal it. I mean, you can give it away. By making the wrong choice. But we have to we have to pay attention to what we're what we're doing. Now, Romans 6, 5, it, what it's going to do is going it's going to further hammer home the point of, you know, us not sinning so that grace will abound more. All right. It says, for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, 
we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. So we must, when you look at the death of Jesus the Christ, we might just run past that. But you have to understand, you understand what went on there and why he was experiencing and, and, and received death. What was the purpose? Of it? it wasn't something that he did. He didn't do anything. It was because we did something. We was dead wrong. We were enemies of God through the choice that Adam had made. And now we find that because of the love of God, he has sent his only begotten son down here to take on the punishment that belonged to us. And that punishment is death because the wages of sin is death. So we find here that Jesus is dying or died for our sins, to pay the debt for our sins. Now, when you look at that and you say, wow, that should have been me. That, that was mine. That belonged to me. I'm the one that did it. But Jesus stepped in the way and he took it for me. All right. So now when you look at the death and you really uh, uh, take a, a, a closer look at the death, now you can really appreciate the resurrection. Because you see here, see, when, when something is dead, it's cut off. That means it's no longer functioning the way that it was. All right, let's look at the natural. So if I'm breathing right now and I have movement or I can talk or whatever it is I might be able to do, or I got a heartbeat or they got a machine that's keeping me alive so that, you know, it gives the presence of life. Okay, I'm functioning that way. But once I die, I lose all connection with what I had a connection to. I'm no longer part of time. You see, when you, when they give you, when, when you die, they say when you was born, you got the dash and the year and the date. That's it. You cease to, to exist and belong to the land of the living. So we find here that Jesus took on our sins, died, okay, and then the, the glory of the Father, which is his power, raised him from the dead. But it didn't raise him so that he can do what he was doing. You see, see, now, if I die and they bring me back to life and I'm now in time, okay, I can, I have a choice. I can continue to do what I was doing because they brought me back. But when I leave and they can't, and when, when man cannot bring me back any longer, now I am separated from what I was doing in time. Now, where I used to live, the physical house, I don't live there no more. My car is not my car. The clothes I had, those not my clothes. The, the money in the bank, it's not my money. You know, whoever's left behind and they have access or, or, or they have the legal right to it, then it belongs to them. Whatever bills I had, they ain't my bills no more. I'm not here no more. My job, I no longer work at that job because I'm not a part of time anymore. So we find that, that in the natural, you will have, you have stopped, uh, uh, having any obligations and, and any commitments you not held responsible for anything that you had under your care uh, when you were alive. So now when you die, God is taking us with that resurrection. When God uh, raised Jesus from the dead, because I am in him through the baptism, I'm now being awakened to a new life. 
I got something else going on now. And see what's so amazing about it, that God can resurrect us and give us a new life in time. So even though I'm in the world, I'm not of the world. So now I'm, I'm still here and I can still drive my car because I'm born again. But but I just may not go to places I used to go. I may not do the things that I used to do with my car. You know, I still could have the same address, you know, but I'm, I'm not going to stuff that used to go on in my house. It ain't going to go in there no more. You know, because I have I've made a change. There's a shift that has happened in my life. So now I God has awakened me spiritually. And now I have I have access to my physical things, but I don't handle them like I used to. I don't look at them the way I used to. I don't I don't keep them in a position that they used to be in, you know, where your money used to be in the number one position. Now it's not. You know, how you feel and you get in your way all the time might have been in the top spot. Now it's not. You know, you can feel that you could talk to people any kind of way, do anything you want to them because it's your business. And, and if, if you want to do it, you can do it. Now you don't do that no more. You see, because now you are following the instructions of our father, which is in heaven through his Holy Spirit. And as you Study his word. He's going to give you access and understanding of what is in his word. Because I know without the Holy Spirit, one, you might not even want to read the Bible. Two, when you do read it, it ain't going to make no sense to you. Three, if you need to uh, invest in a commentary or a Bible dictionary, you ain't going to waste your money on that. You know, it should have. I, when I read the book, all right, it's a book with words on the page. I should have been able to comprehend it. If not, I'll, de I'll designate it. It's, it's foolishness. I don't know what that is. That's garbage. I don't want to read that, you know. But when you get the Holy Spirit, oh, you look at this differently. Oh, wait a minute now. Hold on. This is the key. This is the map here for me to walk on the path of righteousness so that I can get back to my father, which is in heaven when he has, has, uh, when my designated time has reached its fullness, then I'm going to go and be with the Lord in, in eternity. And that's all. And I'm good with that, you know, but while I'm here, I'm going to do the work of the Lord. I'm going to make sure that he's pleased with my presence in time and that I don't grieve him. I mean, and they use that, that God repented, that he made man on the earth. I mean, that ain't something that God, uh, he don't have the type of emotions like us, but so that we can understand the kind of impact that it could have on him if he was, was here with us. If you did that to me, the impact. So we want to understand what am I doing when I make the decisions that I make? So when I decide that, all right, Father, thank you. For giving me newness of life through Jesus the Christ, through his resurrection. I thank you. So now, one thing you got to understand, don't deceive yourself. You can lie to yourself if you want to. Because that's the only person that you're going to be able to lie to because we can't fool God. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 27 and 28, it says, Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. All right, we, we, we use this scripture here for communion. But the part I want you to see is that you got to examine yourself. You need to pay attention to see what it is that you are doing. And when you have said that 
I did give my life back to the Lord. All right. Everything is by faith. And that I did partake of the death, burial and the resurrection of Jesus the Christ. And I am now a new creature. Okay, walk in it. I got newness of life. Walk in it. You know, own it. Grab it. Live it. You know, and you will find out that your life will never. As a matter of fact, now when I when I look at uh, walking in the newness of life that has been given me, my life is so much better. When I look back over my life, because there was a time where I had not thorough, I had not given my life back over to the Lord. I was faking. Okay, I was faking. I was not doing what I was supposed to be doing. But when I when I find when I when I came to the point and I said, you know what? I'm wrong. See, I'm examining myself. I'm wrong. I, I need to I need to make I may need to make the choice now before it's too late. I even found myself when I went back and I look in the archives of, of, of my life and I, I went back and said, hey, yeah, you know what? I'm having a good time. I'll deal with the Lord later. But that was a foolish statement I made to myself because I didn't want to stop doing what I was doing. And I'm, and I'm telling you this because you need to understand that it is a real process that you go through. And that you need to understand that this process is, is something that everybody may wrestle with. But God has overcome all of that. If we were to just choose Jesus and let the process take us to where we are supposed to be in Christ. Just let it flow. Some things you might not be able to figure out at first. That's okay. Trust God. See, one thing about God, he's not a liar. He can't lie. You see, so he's not trying to get anything from you. What he's trying to do is give you something and keep you from his wrath. He, he want to he wanna give you a, a life and life more abundantly. So when you find yourself uh, trusting God and tell him, you know what? I am so grateful for what you has done for me in Jesus to Christ or through Jesus to Christ that I, I, I have no other choice but to surrender to you. I, I have no other choice but to do things your way. Now, Romans 6, verses 6 through 8, it says, Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. And it, and it, and it further goes on in Romans 6, 9, 11, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death have no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he lived, he lived unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus the Christ. Now, you see, we are sharing in the experience of Jesus. So he died and, and to sin for us. And now he's living to God. And that is what we are doing. So that this is this is this is this is where we are. And it further goes on. And just to just to hammer 
home the point. It says in Romans 6, 12, verses 12 and 13, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. And it's given instructions that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. It's showing us what we were doing. We were yielding our members to be used for the plan of the adversary. It says, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. So by faith, we believe that we are alive in Christ. So we're going to surrender ourselves over to the Lord so that he can use us and that we can live according to how he would have us to live. Now, Romans 6, 14, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Now, Galatians 3, 13 and 14, it says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Wow. So when you understand what God is doing and you see that it's because of him, we now have newness of life. Yeah, we dead to sin now. We, we've been rescued from a place that we would have never escaped. When you look at the tabernacle in the Old Testament, we would have still been bringing animals as as a uh, to take the place for us as a sacrifice and none of them none of them would have been accepted you know it was a temporal thing because it, it, it was it was speaking of of Jesus the Christ to come it was a type of Christ but none of them would satisfy the sin debt so that we would only have to do that one time that is what happened with Jesus the Christ just one time he died to sin and lived to the Lord that's it. So let's not go back into where we used to live. Maintain and let that statement, I don't live here anymore, continue to have power and be the truth. Because now we do not live there any longer. We live in Christ. We have been rescued. We have moved. And, and, and it is the easiest move that I've ever made because I didn't have to bring anything. I didn't have to tote any boxes. I didn't have to unpack. I didn't clean up the room before and didn't have to do no painting or nothing. All I had to do was believe it. It's by faith. That's all. Trust in the Lord. Let him take you to the place where he has designate that we would prosper, that holy place in Christ. Now, as I conclude, we want to let, we, we want to be uh, sanctified. And you say, well, what is that? That is to be or become dedicated to God, either in distinction, in devotion, or in moral purity. This is what we want to do. And in so many words, we, we just want to live a life in Christ um, according to the eternal gods. And we want to have a focus that's different than the focus that we had when we were in the world. And Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 and 14 
um, describes this. It says, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend, apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. This, this is where we live. We live in Christ. We live in Christ. We are sinners saved by the grace of God. Boy, that's a powerful statement. Yes, that means that I admit my past, but I also fully embrace my future. I'm a sinner. That's my past. Saved by the grace of God. That's my future and my present. You know, this is where I am. And, and, and when you do that, you will find yourself that you will enjoy walking by faith and not by sight. As uh, Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Also, Romans 10, 17. I give a lot of scripture, and I want you to, hopefully you write them down and you'll go and read them. And this is why. It says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing of the word of God. So you want to go, you want to hear the word of God. You want to go and read the word of God. You want to say the word of God out loud. You want to get that in inside of you because you need to stay sober. You know, you need to stay vigilant. You, you got to fight. The adversary not happy because you gave your life back to the Lord. And that's okay. But you you got joy now. You got peace in the Lord. You 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 know what I'm saying? You you have you you in a holy place. And, and and it's all right. But just remember, and I say this again, you cannot maintain being a sinner in Christ. That's not gonna happen. You have to give that up. And you have to take on that newness of life and you have to live according to the will and the power and the guidance and the, and, and the, and the boundaries of God you got to stay within. And he gives you the help through the Holy Spirit. Also, don't live to just be blessed, live to be a blessing. Now, Job 42 and 10, it says, after Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. Also, Luke 22, verses 31 and 32, and it says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan have desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Oh, man, see, we don't need to live no selfish life. We need to share just like our father, which is in heaven, shared with us. He gave us his grace. That's a free gift. We can't pay for it. You know, there's nothing you can do to get it. It is the love of God that gave us the grace of God so that we can be justified and, and we could be the redeemed of God and, and, and we can live in Christ and, 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 and we can glorify God our Father, which is in heaven. It's his doing. 
It's his doing because of the love he had for us. So I just pray today as I close that this message has been clear. And it is one that you can use. If it's today, tomorrow or someday in your life and that you will uh, make the statement, I don't live there anymore. And that you will feel good that you have moved. And that not only did you move, you left all the stuff that was dead. You didn't bring nothing with you because you don't need anything. God made it all new for us. It's a new life. We get to think new. We need to feel, feel things in a new way. We need to respond to things in a new way. You know, we can, you know, it's just, it's just a new experience in time until we leave time. And we're excited about where we're going when we leave time. So it's, it just keeps, it just gets better. So I just want to thank you for tuning in to the Power to Change Ministry uh, podcast. And uh, my name is Reverend Alvin Lewis. I appreciate you sharing this part of your day with us. And I pray that you will enjoy the balance of your day. And God willing, we're going to be back here again next week with another uh, message from the Lord. And don't forget, as much as you love yourself, God loves you much, much more. God bless you and go in peace.